Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Put your right hand in the box. What's in the box? Pain. Stop. Put your hand in the box. I hold at your neck. The gong to box. It's not fear. Fear is the mind killer. And fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will get it to pass over me and through me. The Duke will die before these eyes and he'll know. He'll know! That is I, Van Vladimir Harkonnen, who encompasses his doom. <laughs> the Sleeper Awakens. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, we've made it halfway across the universe. We've been traveling in fold space. Oh, it's like that Beatles jukebox movie, Across the Universe. Remember No, how? you disgusting worm. Did you, you didn't hold a woman on a blanket while watching that movie? No, I filled me life? with rage. It made me want to go get a sniper <laughs> rifle. No, I hate that film. <laughs> but this makes me feel good. We have made it to the ultra secret, hidden fucking lair. Yeah, this is like a secret track on a CD, if you remember those. If you're but, too old to remember this, sometimes you had to like hit backwards on track yes. one or you would wait a half an hour on the final track. This is it like was cool. Yeah, this is a hidden track. You just have to work ass. for our entertainment. Like you have to work yeah. to get to book six of the Dune series written by Frank Herbert, which is 460 pages of Hidden World. Welcome to Chapter House Dune. We made it. Hello. Welcome to LPN Deep Dives, Dune. Chapter House and beyond. We will also be oh. very vaguely covering. I'm going to just call it a catch grab. You're going to come at me with the your several information. several trilogies yes. that come after uh, uh, Chapter House, Dune. But I am your host, God Emperor <laughs> Henry Zabrowski. I guess I'm going to be embraced by a bunch of super worms 10,000 years from now. But honestly, fingers crossed, I make it. And here comes, he dares to love. Even though he knows oh it weakens him. God. He dares to love. He dares to be a, a, even a bit human and right. to shirk the rules of the BG. Here comes renegade heretic Reverend Mother Holden McNeely. Yo, what's up, Reverend Mother Holden up in the fucking stupid ass bitch? Uh, you know, it's nice <laughs> to have that energy to start with because in Chapter House, mm. the BG become rude dooners again. Yes. What I will say, I don't. I'm not going to go through the plot of Chapter we House. We can't be. It's I incredibly can't complicated. Begin to even tell you, but I will say there's a nice light at the end of the tunnel. You were worried about this because you were like, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, and I was like, Yeah, you don't want to be, you know, a negative Fifty Cent. You don't want to be a negative Nelly. I get it, right? Yeah, because that's because you ever been an imaginary Nelly? Those are actually very interesting. It breaks down into weird quantum Nellies. <laughs> we have to be in a tank for that, yes. in a vagina woman tank or whatever. Mm. But we'll get to that. That's very interesting, by the way. I have a little interesting factoid about the origins of our honored maters that involve yes. the vagina tank. But we'll get there in just a little bit. This is Chapter House Dune. And what I meant to say at the beginning of this was that you were worried about like hating on this book. And you have yes. found that you actually enjoyed it quite a bit upon a reread. Thank you for saying what I was going to say. I got, as I was reading through the first four, right? I've read the first four about five times. I absolutely adore them. More of like course, first you know. Four, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're actually very rich. 
in philosophy, <laughs> plot, and character. <laughs> but this time, I've only gotten through Heretics of Dude and Chapter House about two times. And I've always struggled with them. I didn't fully grasp them. I didn't grok them, to use another misogynist word. Right. I looked at Heretics of Dune this time and understood, wow, there's actually a lot more action here. And now I'm actually starting to understand the true thrust of the BG. Well, you're saying thrust because of how horny that book was. Super, you know I mean? super wet. But this book, Chapter House Dune, it's not so much wet as it's yeah. it's moist with love. He clearly, like, I love this journey for him because yes. he clearly, like, was so just needed that crazy, crazy P word. Uh, Beverly, you know, was on her way out. I think he got that P word. And then he remembered, he recognized how much Beverly truly meant to him once Absolutely. he got his fucking bald juice First out. time Frank Herbert woke <laughs> up next to like a 23-year-old with baby bangs who's just like, <laughs> I just want to go to the top of the Ferris wheel and jump off, Frank. And then he's just like, my God, I, I should have tried to let Beverly live. Um, but he... And then he, yeah, and then he wrote Chapter House. He did. Uh, Chapter House is all about the continued fight between the Honored Matres and the Beachy. The Honored Matres are winning. Again, what he did, much like uh, we see with uh, Dune Messiah, it's, it feels like Empire again, where the bad guys are winning, the good guys have their back against the wall. And this is really the first time I truly believe that the Benny Jesserit were good people. Because the Benny Jesserit, we talked about it during the Heretics of Dune episodes. They were trying to essentially regain the golden path for Leto II. And we, we, none of us have really understood what is the true final, 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 final endgame of the golden path. And we still don't know. Uh, but it, it is sort of getting clearer because in this book, they, they talk about how they technically destroyed all pearls of awareness of Leto II when Arrakis was destroyed by the Honored Matres. So Leo II's gone, and his vision that was holding them all in play is gone. But what Odrade, the new mother superior of the BG, understands is that it's not about just survival of the sisterhood anymore. Because during Heretics, it's a lot about keeping the Bene Gesserit alive. And what she's starting to understand is that the true golden path, what the Bene Gesserit's real plan is about the survival of humankind, much like God Emperor's ultimate need, right, was to save humankind from themselves. Yes. The Bene Gesserit are supposed to be there to help people, even if it means to destroy the sisterhood while they're at it. And it's it's really, it, the way they talk about the fate of the universe, it really kind of struck me. Because as a person who gets himself into states of mindfulness, because now I'm meditating again. Right. Can't headspace, you see how peaceful I am? by headspace and whatever. We, look, no, they won't give us money. <laughs> they won't fucking give us money. And I will find that British man. MailChimp or whatever. MailChimp is my favorite <laughs> meditation service because I always think about all oh, oh, stamps. A monkey delivering the mail, which is how it's more peaceful than that. Um, but the one thing that the BG talk about quite a bit in this is that ownership is bullshit. Because the way it starts out is that they have lost, uh, at the very beginning, they have lost something like 16 planets where mm. they have they were often they were spread throughout the entire what was then the Imperium, right? They were spread throughout all of these different planets and they lost 16 of them, which means something like 16 billion Reverend Mothers are dead. And to everyone keeps asking this question, be like, oh, this, this the threat of losing all of these planets. What, what, what does that mean? And what Odrade finally understands and starts talking about is that we don't own these planets. We are only stewards of any position that we find. Don't you be scared of me. 
Well, we are only I, stewards. Every single thing that you touch in this universe, every single thing that you're involved in, time goes, even though time's a construct, but schedules are real. We've discovered this. The time goes, you will not always be in the place that you are in. Yeah. And other people will have to take your place. And it's you have to prepare for that. It's like that, that Coda and Dark Side of the Moon. All that you touch. And all that you feel. And all that you say. And all that you say. It's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we that's it. what it is, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But the BG is supposed to, It's it's. It, it, there's a lot of central questions that yeah. come up. Uh, so but what Chapter House is about is the honor matras, they have the Bene Gesserit basically in the palm of their hand. We now know that the honored matras are running from something, something else. Something bigger, right? Yes. Running from, which we'll eventually find out in the next books what that is, right? But there's this big ultra evil, but That's right now we're- them here. And now we're in the micro battle between the honored matras and the Bene Gesserit lead that is just gonna kind of set things up for this intended- third book in this trilogy. Absolutely, because the one thing about Chapter House is that it ends on a massive cliffhanger. Yeah. I'll kind of get to it. Let me just see if I can yada yada it a little bit. Please. So the Honor Matrix, they come, they're beating them. They don't know what to do. They realize that what they're going to have to essentially do is a queen's sacrifice. What Odraid understands is that all things are impermanent. So what we have to do is she has to essentially sacrifice herself in order to get the Honor Matrix to make the ultimate mistake so that they can use a baby Miles Tag, who I forgot the entire ending sequence. So Miles Tag is brought back as a Gola, time and time again. Miles Tag, the you know the Bashar, like the famous Mentat Bashar that they all loved. What I will also say about Frank Herbert uh, to talk about Miles Tag for a little bit and Odrade is that I think a lot of people give Frank Herbert shit for being dense and obtuse, but actually he creates really textured characters quickly. Mm -hmm. I loved Miles Tag. Yeah. Odrade, in this read of, of Chapter House Dune, I love her because, again, I think the whole thing, ah, well, ah, we'll get to it. So, <laughs> Miles Tag's a baby. They have to redo his fucking memories again. Yeah. And so the whole ending sequence when he's destroying an entire planet using the last army of Reverend Mothers to attack everybody. Spoiler alert. That's it. Uh, he has to sit on the shoulders of a very large Reverend Mother. They basically get this big, beefy Reverend Mother named Shreggy, <laughs> and he has to sit on her shoulders the whole time. See your dream. This is your dream. This is what I want. Yeah. It's just one huge woman of you. We just whip her around. <laughs> yeah, she carries you around. You're just like, I'll kill you all with my mind. But Chapter House also gives us an actual view into the Honored Matras, which is these women are catty. They fucked their futars. Futars are these cat men from the other side of the universe. And they go like, need love, need eat. And they go and they like, you will get your eat as soon as you give me my eat. You know what I mean? Lick, lick, give the sandpaper tongue. And they're all fucking sexy and winning. The one thing that's weird is that the major dama, like the head, a great honored matra, uh, she is, um, they keep saying she's very tiny. But the thing about honored matras, they kill with their feet. So when you see her feet, you could see that they're callous because they're well-trained. But that, yeah, they always kick you to death. Yeah, the small, you know, we always say in video games, the scariest boss fight is the small boss, not the giant boss. That's always the music. You're like, what's that one hiding? Be afraid of me. Yeah. That's what this is about. Right, but the please. one thing about the Honor Matrix is that the only line of succession they take is that someone has to kill the leader and then they are the new leader. The Honor Matrix are, what they say is, um, it's interesting because the Reverend Mother is, you know, again, 
calling them whores. They call the BG a bunch of witches. Yeah. It's always that back and forth. Witches a lot of women whores, fighting yeah. women, just like crazy scissoring going yeah. on. I don't know why. Um, but the BG, they have this understanding of like, they can kill us and they can kill us and they can kill us and they can kill us. But eventually this predator, which is running from some other big, older, big baddie predator. I know who it is. We do. They are going to run out of steam and they're going to try to kill us to the point where they're in a corner and then they will die out. And what Odrate understands is that this is actually a moment of, of kind of like love. It's understanding the predator, understanding your enemy in a way so much that you're also willing to sacrifice yourself to destroy them. It's like Sansa Lance. Yes. But also this book is also about Shiana, the worm Jesus, because she knows that she's going to, she can control the worms. She's being prepped to be a new fake Messiah. They want to raise her up because they're already putting little bits of the cult of Shiana wherever places they can go. You got the Duncan and Marbella relationship. Yeah, so hot and heavy. They, they really are like a couple goals, squad goals, couple goals. They are really in love with each other. They <laughs> they are put on a parked no ship on Chapter House, and so Chapter House itself is the the capital of the Benny Gesserit. So like training worlds, essentially. It's it is their capital and it is highly secret. So the honor matrix are constantly looking for them. And right now what we know is that they have just they keep destroying every other section where Reverend Mothers live, except for this one final stronghold. And so Duncan and Marbella are kept in this snow ship, along with Sightail, the last of this Tleilaxu yes. uh, masters. He's yes. the last one alive. So they've been wiped out. And I think it's an important plot point for something I'm going to bring up in a little while. The honored maters have just been wiping out the Tleilaxu. Yes, they killed and, all and of And we them. don't know why at this point in the book, but they have a fucking agenda against them. And I will explain why in a little bit. But also Sightail has this like little capsule inside of him that has the DNA of every single character in the entire Dune universe <laughs> setting up what? About 17 sequels and prequels. Yes. Like, that is what that's for. You could see, like, <laughs> it's almost, I want to know if Frank Herbert actually understood that in oh, his mind, being like, bring I'll them. throw a capsule in there and that'll fucking, I can bring them all They back. bring them all back. And that's, this is why I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out here. Dune is Dragon Ball Z. All right. It's the same thing as the Dragon Balls. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You just introduce this thing. You're like, oh, all you have to do is like gather all the Dragon Balls. So you can bring anyone back. And that is the fucking. Oh, <laughs> essentially yes. what Sightail, the Tleilaxo, and the Axolotl tanks really are it, uh, in this whole series. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. But Marbella <laughs> and Duncan, they're both addicted to sex with each other. That's where all the fucking in uh, Chapter House even takes place is between Marbella and Duncan. Yeah. And they are almost like, it's like they fight. But they, they're fighting while they're fucking, but they're also in love with each other because oh, they've yeah. been bonded forever. It's like, it's marriage. And you, you're just like deeply in love with each sexual, and they, they fucking feel all these feelings. It's really, really intense. The one thing I forgot that Duncan was doing, because again, Duncan is kind of being kept as both a breeding dude again. I will not your stud, but he is your stud again, because Marbella's having kids. And they're trying to figure out how to, the BG's trying to figure out how to use Marbella's kids in the future to combine the Reverend Mothers and the Honor Matra's skills, which we're also going to find out is mm -hmm. exactly the aim of everything. Uh, but Duncan is also training men how to fuck harder, to go out into the universe and fuck Honor Matra's correctly yeah. to break their conditioning, which sounds like a Chris Rock bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like they are just, it's so funny that that's his main goal is to teach dudes how to be like, don't put pussy on a pedestal. Right. 
right? Also, one of my favorite parts in the book is when Duncan goes into his other memory and he reaches back into his ancestry and he sees a round pastry with a hole in it. And he wonders, where could this be? And then he also sees this town, this town. Oh, it's it's, like running around. Yeah, it's running around this town, this town by the name of Bustan. Bustan. It runs on Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. You know, also we find out is that the Tleilaxu, again, when they built this Duncan Gola, they included all of the various types of Duncans we've seen. Mm-hmm. The original Duncan, the uh, Mentat Gola Duncan, the first one, has bits of that DNA has been put in him. Mm-hmm. The one that was constantly engineered and tinkered with over 3,500 years with Leto, and then their own personal mix of Duncan DNA. And what that has accidentally done is created what, Holden? Uh, Quitzakatarak. No, another Quitzakatarak, <laughs> which is another person who can look back. A, so accidentally, I don't like your mental qu- tests. You just need to understand that every <laughs> single thing that is said at the very beginning of Dune is coming back again and again and again. So the Quitzakatarak is back because Duncan can look into his other memories. Sure. He can actually, which is, they didn't think he would be able to do. It's Leilaxu, Skytail on the ship is, is like, they don't understand this wonderful trick we've done. Meanwhile, of course the BG understand. Because the BG understand fucking every single thing already because they can tell by the little eye twitch that goes on and then they go like, ah, uh, he's doubting himself. Mm. And you're like, how do you know? Um, and so... Yada, yada, yada. They got to figure out what to do with Sightail and Duncan and Marbella. Meanwhile, they know for a fact that they're about to be absolutely smashed into pieces by the Honored Matrix. So they do one final gamble. They reawaken Miles Tegg's a little boy dreams. He comes back. Little boy's dream. Little boy's dream. He comes back. He uh, Miles Tegg is back. He illustrates this huge fight. Meanwhile, the Honored Matras have this very secret weapon that only exists where they're from, right? This kind of thing with their battery for the weapon only exists. What so is they can this only sh- secret weapon? They, did, they don't describe it. I don't they, even think they get to it late. I, maybe they I'm wrong. Somebody it at hit the me very up and tell me how I'm wrong, but yes. I don't even know if no. this is ever explained. So this is like such... By the way, this is the first time I'm going to say this this episode, but it happens again and again. That that what a Deus Ex Machina! It's just like there's a, a lot super secret weapon that just gets around all the defenses that everybody's built up over the several is, several thousands of years that like include no ships. This and, is what they describe about the weapon because the weapon what it does is kills without blood. We don't know about it until they show up at the very end when the battle is over and they realize all these Reverend Mothers are dead, but they have no wounds, and so they do one last little blast after they uh, spoiler again after they destroy. The honor matrix, like one time, the first time the BG have been able to do that, they didn't discover they have this secret weapon that goes off and it kills a bunch of people. It was all set up, it was all to take, yes. yeah. But this is what they say that. about the weapon Logno, those Ixtians he spoke with today, what do they say of the weapon? They do not understand its function, Dama. I did not tell them what it was. Of course not! Will you suggest again that the weapon and charge be united? Are you sneering at me, Logno? Dama, I would never do such a thing. I hope not. Logno understood that they both considered the same problem. Only 300 units of the weapon survived the disaster. Each could be used only once, provided the council, which held the charge, agreed to arm them. Who's the council? Don't know. Great honored Maitre, controlling the weapon itself, had only half of that awful power. Weapon without charge was merely a small black tube that could be held in the hand. With its charge, it cut a brief 
swath of bloodless death across the arc of its limited range, which is just means it's just a thing that can shoot people. It and just, it, uh, it's just a thing that they use at the very end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they still win. And then the, the very end, Marbella, who in a very interesting arc, I think Marbella's got a really interesting arc in Chapter House. By arc, you mean said it. I shouldn't even set of bre- oh oh what we're gonna do here you sexist monster <laughs> she, I'm sorry but cancelled she is the canceled. horniest part of Dune she is she is the horniest one but no she um she succumbs to the Benny Gesserit training and I do remember I do love this one bit because when they kept her in this no ship for fucking years they're like literally sitting inside of a no ship for ten years while they're waiting for Miles yeah, like to a, grow up more like a O ship because they're oh, fucking giving oh. each other fucking mad fuck yeah bro fucking write that down bro <laughs> that should be fucking up there dude she writes a bit of graffiti on the wall uh, so that she could tell everybody how she feels about the Benny Gesserit. Hey, God, I hope you're there. I want you to hear my prayer. That graven image on my shelf, is it really you or just myself? Well, anyway, here it goes. Please keep me on my toes. Help me pass my worst mistakes, doing it for both our sakes. For an example of perfection, to the proctors of my section. Or merely for the heaven of it, like bread for the leaven of it. For whatever reason may incline, please act for yours and mine. What, is this a fucking... Shakespeare play? It, it's essentially, that is technically a riff on the missionary productivia. So that's mm. like deep fucking, that's a capital steps, irony fucking bullshit. That's great weird owl shit for fucking the BG. And also it is about how they think, that the BG just think that they know what's best for everybody. Mm. But the BG in the end are really trying to, what they say is they're trying to help humans mature. So to wrap it up at the very end, Odred is murdered. Miles Tag is they, they're kind of held again. One last little rise of the honor matrix. Marbella shows up, kills the new head of the honor matrix. Yep. She becomes the head of the honor, honor matrix, but because they got really close to each she other. She got all the training. She was like all doubled down on being Bene Gesserit. This is kind of a lot of the book, too, is Marbella doing a will they, won't they between the honored maters and yes. the Bene Gesserit. So she joins up. And she's also then the only one in line who's Odred chooses her to give her her memories as the mother superior. Odred is dead. Marbella becomes both the mother superior of the BG and the great big old boss of the honored matrix. Bringing, bringing them, together. them together, which again shows it's about love and communion. And because Odred had this idea, she understood that whatever it was that was chasing them is going to arrive here eventually. And just like Logno, who killed the first Dama, who killed the original head of the Honor Matrix. Logno? Her name's Logno. <laughs> um, it's a family name. I love this book because it's like Logno killed Jonathan, who spoke to Lelor, who had sex with Brandon. And this you're like, why? <laughs> this book has the most sci-fi names of all of the books. Yeah. I think that this is really him and his most sci-fi. But Logno told essentially said this to Odrade right before Odrade ends getting murdered by her. Like, you're a weapon that I cannot lose. She uses the Baron Harkonnen, you're a weapon I need, because they also sort of understood that the BG and the Honor Matrix have to come together to fight whatever, whatever the fuck it, it is, is that's out there that's coming for them. Uh, and it's really interesting. But one thing I wanted to talk about with the BG was, and I think that this is a hook to the entire first six books, that... Everybody is trying to ruin this ultimately human future, right? The, the, the BG, in the very beginning, do you remember when they test Paul? They say, we're trying to find the difference between an animal and a human. 
a human can make a choice to stay in the trap if they know that there's something to be gotten from the trap or there's like they know that they can make or, a choice or if they know that yeah they can withstand it that it won't kill them maybe yes too. yeah but the bg this whole time then still they want to deny human emotion they want to deny they want to turn people into robots essentially they want to create it so it's, it's the whole point of the very end it's like humankind every single time they try to do that though because look at shiana just in this book as an example, Shan is supposed to be set up to go and be the new Jesus Christ. Duncan is supposed to be the new head mentat. Um, Rebella is supposed to be given babies to the BG in order for them to experiment on them to try to figure out what's the differences between Honor Matras and the BG. But in the end, what do they all do? Fuck off in a no ship. The, one of the last scenes is all of them just take off against all of their will yeah, and yeah. leave the BG to their own devices to go to but, scatter but they, the they, I liked how this was stated in whatever synopses I had read that it's essentially like a makeshift starter kit for a new dune. It's absolutely in, in, is. A, in a spaceship. It's and, literally like they got all of it. They got worms. They got Skytail with Sky all tail. of the DNA of all of your favorite characters. Yeah. <laughs> they got a Duncan. They've got a new Paul, but it's a lady. It's like a mail ordered starter kit for a new Iraq. Yeah, do you and which is we wonder if that's gonna happen or not. But it's interesting how they keep trying to and believe to not only control the nature of humankind, but they believe that they can also predict it. But what it shows time and time again, that to be human is to be flawed and unpredictable. To be human means you have free will no matter what, which is why Odrade in the end represents the BG 2.0, which is this, she understands we have to embrace the spontaneity of humankind, yes. which is also what Leto too understood. Yes. With that humans long to be free, which is why I held them in stasis in so long. I said, I, I said, I literally just became God Emperor for a second. <laughs> he held them in stasis for so long because he knew to make them go against their own grain, make them stay in one place is going to drive them mad and then they'll explode. The key lock. Yes. And so it is, it, I just find that really interesting. I wonder if that's what they were going for, is this idea in the very end, as you go through all these books of Dune, these, these six books, that it's really just about the resilience of the human spirit. Uh, let me read you this. This is a perfect segue into this quote that I pulled. It's literally just from some dude on the internet named Ethan. Cool, Ethan. What's going on, bro? What's up, bro? And this is kind of the way he summed it up because he was essentially championing this book. And this is what he used to explain. And I wanted to read this to you, Henry, and then ask you, do you agree with this or what your, your sure. response is? <clears throat> Darby O'Dreid is one of my favorite characters in the Dune series because I think she understands the importance of rediscovering humanity in the wild expansion and remembering the meaning of the smaller things in life. It's why she fights the power-mad, humorless, honored maters. It's why she occasionally indulges in delicious meals and takes walks in the orchards just for fun. Because they hate that about her. They can't stand it. Because also, they, they always said that she was too frivolous and too emotional and she allowed affection. It's not that Chapter House is a feel-good, sappy Dune book. Such a thing would hardly be a Dune book at all. There are plenty of Machiavellian plans within plans within plans, but unlike most of the other books, there are hints that there's more to life than that. I'd like to think this was part of Leto II's golden path all along. Maybe part of his mysterious lesson to humanity was that there's more to life than the pursuit of raw power, that love and laughter and taking leisurely strolls are as important as developing fantastic abilities. And perhaps he saw that Odrade or someone like her would 
someday lead the Bene Gesserit against the honored majors and their ilk. Or maybe Odrade came up with the idea on her own. Another mystery added to the heap of Dune mysteries. And here's a quote that actually comes from the book that supports all of that that awesome. I really like. This comes from Odrade, and there's a couple of great quotes that I love in this book. Confine yourself to observing. And you always miss the point of your own life. Mm. The object can be stated this way. Live the best life you can. Life is a game whose rules you learn if you leap into it and play it to the hilt, to the balls. <laughs> Otherwise, you are caught off balance, continually surprised by the shifting plane. Did he just say to go balls to No, the I ball? did. I technically, oh, that's what he uh, said. I added said the balls it. part. Oh, you added the balls. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, yes. No, no, no. I, I added the hilt. He said the hilt. Non-players often whine and complain that luck always passes them by. They refuse to see that they can create some of their own luck. And that's kind of what she's saying. It's weird that it's like what was always supposed to be the tyrant's message. It's actually sinking in. This whole thing of like, I, Glito too, took on the ultimate prison of his own self and his own religion and his own, his own makings, his own ego and power and army he made himself a fucking monolith and humans are not a monolith that's what he kept saying in god emperor so the whole point is to go and play and go because they also say this the whole point is that you're supposed to be able to balance on unsteady surfaces that's the very nature of the bg but then they do it with this these and the, the, yeah the resilience this. of humanity yes and that it's supposed because it's supposed to move and flow it's supposed to bend where the bg up until this point they, they kind of hold themselves as this like we are the moral standard of the universe we're the only ones that can truly allow what they believe humankind to evolve to its full potential when it comes down to it but without being able to bend like the reeds i mean that's why those buildings didn't fall on 9-11 all right please can we not for a millisecond I just bring said it up it. i can't even get through a lunch without <laughs> you bringing it up also uh, here's another one of my favorite quotes oh yeah he's undressing for this by the way i don't know why he's doing that yeah come on come on i'm snapping <laughs> i'm snapping it pussy Ugh. All governments. Sorry, Bella. I'm sorry, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, whoever it is, whoever fucks me right. Um, all governments suffer a recurring problem. Power attracts pathological personalities. It's not that power corrupts, but that it is magnetic to the corruptible. Such people have a tendency to become drunk on violence, a condition to which they are quickly addicted. And that is what we see with the Honored Matrix as well. Well, I had a big question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what's up with Marty and Daniel? Because again, going back to Lelog talked to Otrade and Corcon said this, and then it's like, and then Marty and Daniel, well, they're at their garden, they're hanging out. So what's the deal? Yeah. All right, Marty and Daniel, by the way, if you have no idea of any of this. This is the biggest spoiler the, of the episode. The book ends in a weird-ass way mm -hmm. with these characters. Can you explain a little bit of this? You have Duncan Idaho begins to have visions. Uh, while he is inside of his no ship, he sees what he says this this, this net, and then through the net he sees these two old people dressed like farmers, <laughs> and they are farming. Go me and like, do you think he could see us, Marty? It's a weird move. And then yes. then they're all like, yeah, I can't believe they could see us through the net, there, Daddy. <laughs> like it's this weird thing. I don't know why they're there. Cuts to the very end. So what we now know is that the honor matras have traveled here. They are running from some enemy. The enemy is some kind of thing that is also very into biological 
science. So they created these things called the futars, which are these cat people. Right, but they don't right. just have cat people. And they they also have fish people. But they're also couches that turn into beds. Well, they also, you know what we forgot too? Chair dogs. We didn't even talk about chair dogs <laughs> no, last episode. we don't need to we talk forgot. about it. Chair dogs. I also didn't fully understand. I like forgot this time. Oh, chair dogs are living dogs that you sit on. <laughs> and they keep talking about how you got to take care of them because Miles Teggs hates the chair dogs and heritage. Yeah, that sounds like, awful. I they don't want dog my It's a dog that you just sit on it and it goes, <laughs> yeah, horrible. <laughs> and I guess it's cool, whatever. But Where does its penis live? Under it? Underneath? Oh, they lop, lop, lop it off, my friend. <laughs> oh, they right, get rid of that penis. Again, it has time to be horny. It's got to be a chair, bro. Yeah. But the futars were created by somebody. And there's also apparently what they're running from is some biological agent. The honor mm. majors are running from a, a some form of disease that makes them vegetables. Okay, and they don't yeah. know what the hell that is. My basic gleaming from the reading the synopses of Hunters and Sandworms, I can kind of explain. Sort that. of, sort of, right? But we'll get to it a little bit. Marty and Daniel come at the very end of the book. Yes. And they're just farming, going like, well, I guess Duncan's on his way. I can't believe it, so I can't believe he knows how to find us. Me and like, oh, and we were going to put him on such a friendly planet. And what it seems to be mm-hmm. is that in the scattering. Yeah, what's your guess? Because I know what the, uh, Marty and uh Well, you Daniel know Brian being. Herbert's version of what it is. Yes. And there is some tweaking that I believe And I wanted to ask, I want to get into a little bit of just like the background on, on the books a little bit. Yes. Um, for sure, too, because it's so weird. So- the Automatrix came from fish speakers and reverend mothers out in the scattering that for some reason decided to not come back. Because that's what the one thing the BG says that we find out in Chapter House Dune is that no BG ever came back from the scattering. They just went out. And, and now one thing they're trying to do again all throughout Chapter House is sending out sisters into the scattering to try to save themselves ah! in the future. Ah! 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 And then they have, they all share memories and then they leave. And when they go out into the universe, they somehow the fish speakers and the, and the reverend mothers became honored matras and they became ultra predators. And what these people are in my mind and what they sort of say, cause they said that they are running from the men of many faces. What Marty and Daniel are, are face dancers that are no longer controlled by masters they have gained total sentience and can also reproduce and so what they are are human robots also i forgot to say in uh, chapter house we meet our first cyborg which is kind of fucking interesting but marty and daniel are essentially super smart face dancers that are now uh, they are the ones that were called the handlers Right, because the handlers are the things that created the futars, and the futars are used to murder honored matrons. This is serious business. I can't believe you met a woman to, that would marry you. I didn't tell her this until it was fucking <laughs> too late. late. Yeah, but, oh man, it looked so bad. Like it was like two years early, so I was like, oh, by the way, I'm super into video games. Like way too. Well, into like video I'm games. gonna make a living off yeah. of it. I'm <laughs> yeah, into it. Fear not, turn it into <laughs> a job. I love them so much. But wouldn't it be nice for you to go back? <laughs> To a, a job, job, I remember you just like took me to cool concerts and acted like yeah. you were like a man about the town. That's over, wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's back. It just took a couple years. Mm. Yeah, look at you. You're wounded. I know, but I fed her that baby, and that's what it is right there, dude. <laughs> Good I Lord. fucking fed her up. Um, but that's my take on it, because they say that they're face dancers. Yeah. 
And so in my mind, that's what they are. They are face dancers. Brian Herbert turns them into essentially thinking machines, but aren't face dancers just machines? Just want to get a rundown here. So as we're wrapping up Chapter House, moving into other territory, Chapter House of Dune was fully completed by Frank. Did it have any involvement from Brian? No, it was done. It was totally done. Yes, Frank Herbert was completely present from the yes, because he died in 1986. So he he saw it. This was completely his vision. And then he had something like, a thousand pages of notes for Dune 7. Yes. That he was supposed to write. Dune 7 is broken out by Brian Herbert and what's the other guy's name? It is Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, And Hunters of Dune and Sandworms of Dune is Dune 7, right? Yes. Okay, so are we moving into that? Can I get into this now? Let me just make sure we got this all wrapped up. I want you to get all your loads out on Chapter House before we move into the myriad of just nonsense that Squirt. comes um, after it. I think it's important to remember when you read Chapter House of Dune, I think that now for all you rude Duners out there, because we said the love in the Benny Jesser doesn't make you, that makes you not a rude Duner, but honestly, it's the opposite because what is ruder than allowing yourself to fall in love? Right. And I was talking with my friend Ellie about the I same thing about fucking, that, that's what it is, bro. Love actually yeah, makes a man. the fifth element. Right. I would say this all the time. This whole series is the fifth element. Watch the you. fifth element. You I'm going to honored Matra kick you in the temple. But... <laughs> Um, I'm talking to my friend Ellie, and basically what we also find out, too, is that Odrate is a direct descendant of Jessica, which is what we're talking about. This whole thing started with allowing yourself to fall in love. And yes, did it create the tyrant, but also in the end, the tyrant in the very, very end taught us the lesson that we were all supposed to know, which is this another quote that I absolutely love from this book, which I think is important for all of us. The ability is to balance on strange seas. The ability to maintain your deepest self despite unexpected waves. So before I get into what, what, how Brian ends up coming in and kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. Uh, but so now of, I haven't read any of the previews. Right, and I'm about and to blow not, your mind. I'm about to blow your mind with knowledge. And I am knowledge. not anti any of it. I would love to read them honestly, and right. I feel like I will do it now, but for the health of my family, I'm going to back off for a little you bit should. from Dune and then come back. And it does seem like at least Hunters, I feel like Sandworms is maybe a little more readable, but Hunters just really seems like a labyrinthine kind of setup I mean, of how a house of cards that they knock down. And Chapter they- House is incredible. The, the one yeah. thing about Chapter house is that the plot is so much fun but there is the sections when they talk about the Benny Gesserit's concept of democracy is a makes my read. my eyeballs fall out yeah it's why, like watching Spielberg's Lincoln on repeat yes it's just like oh like I understand stop? I'm in school hey, I am just being yelled at by a libertarian for oh, 20 pages because you got democracy when you pass a bill it becomes a law kill me so what do you, you think, I guess I wanted to ask you before I get into what Brian does, the way you're describing Chapter House makes it feel very final, right? When we know well, there was another The thing book. is that it's got a crazy cliffhanger because yeah. they all leave, but, but you know, the Benny Jesuit and everything's like, different. Yeah. The message of like humans, re- resolution to survive or, or amazing uh, resilience rather, and then also, you know, love conquering all, right? It feels very yes. like final, a final message before his death, right? What do you think he, you do you think he was going to take 
Dune 7? Like, what what do you think he was going to end on? Do you think that was the message at the end, that he well, was just going to close it all out with that? Well, because of the fractal nature of Dune in the first three books is that I thought that he might try to do what we said, which is which exactly what you to, said, is that essentially we left with a full, complete your own Dune spaceship package. Gonna, and yeah, I thought it was going to ending... He was going to dark tower it. Yes, and that we, by the time we got to the end, we'd see, like, a Dune planet being filled with sandworms and Chiana is there. Right. That's kind of what I thought would happen. Right. And then they were like, but this time, no we're, yeah, jihad. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, cool. Uh, I, I think I think that's maybe not the craziest thing. And yes, I feel like I think in both books, they're searching for their Arrakis, like pretty much the whole time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. This is what I so have. It was supposed to be one book, book but he then, made it into two books. This is my overall takeaway. The first book is a way too complicated, way too up its own ass, like very, very difficult. Heady. To dis- heady. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to be disrespectful with the up its own ass, but just very, very probably too complicated setup for the next book. I think it could have been simplified into one book. I think they just like. Did you just get something to get lost, in, lost the in the setup? I know and, what and, we're like too, honestly, because Chapter House also made me realize like what a good writer Frank Herbert is. Uh-huh, yeah. Because what you he can't does recreate is, that in other people. Like he, it's just not going to happen. He knows how to drop mysterious things in that he doesn't explain without like like ad nauseum where i think that the other books might i mean i don't know might, because might over explain over explain where he what just it, like was very good at being very mysterious what and full omission i didn't read these but i probably will someday but just based on my gleaming from everything but this is what i have right here i'll just go through my notes here biggest takeaways are that the on okay this is big this is a big knowledge drop the honored maiders end up being derived from the talaxu women that were used as axolotl tank women oh that that's makes why they sense. fucking hate the that's Tlaxu, why they hate everybody. That's why they're wiping out all the Tlaxus because oh, they're like, they wow. were the uterus women. Oh, wow. And they're because getting their revenge. They're the BG actually has not a whole... BG. They're not. They, wow. they like learn BG stuff. But that was one of the biggest like, oh, shit. That makes a lot of sense because the BG, they, I remember that, that there's a really sad section where they talk about how they had to find women to volunteer to become yeah. the tanks. So that would set up a whole cycle of yes. revenge. So it makes a ton of sense. That is actually cool, I wow. think. Because uh, this is some of the cooler highlights, by the way. And not the like I had to dig through so much complex plot point shit to get these little gems. I mean, that seems dope. Uh, also, uh, yes, the, like the main villain, by the way, which I don't even mention here. That's how uninterested in like the plot I am. It's more of these little knowledge bombs that mm. came out of it. But the the main villain, I believe, is a face dancer named like Colner Kjorn or something. Uh, so he's in the mix, and the face dancers are kind of like a bigger part of the villainy. So that's why it makes sense that you said what you said about old Marty and Daniel, but they ended up being something quite different, as we'll find out. Also, the yeah, the great enemy of the Honor Maiders, here it is right here, have been working to fight against uh, this great unknown enemy. This turns out to be fucking robots, dog! All right, yeah, so technically, they flipped it. They wanted to make it really literal, where I think that Marty and Daniel were originally supposed to be living, thinking face dancers, which technically is robots, but, but no, these is not are robots. Straight up robots from the Butlerian Jihad. These are okay. like the Ultrons. Yeah, these yeah, are like yeah, Ultrons yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense, though, at the same time. time, right? And that's who Marty and Daniel are. Their real names are Omnius and Erasmus, and they're coming for you, bro. Whatever, bro. I love my computers. Fucking, I will. <laughs> I welcome our computer overlords. Also, there's a, a mysterious Oracle of Time at the beginning of the book 
book that kind of tells them some information. Whoa. That is a fucking dwarf mathematician named Norma Sinva, Whoa, cool. who was an important character back in the time of the Butler and Jihad. And they're like, how is he still in the mix, brah? We don't even fucking know. I can't even tell you because I didn't read the books. I have to read the rest of the book. I want to read the Bahalarian Jihad books. Though, they honestly. also Gola up Paul, of course. And uh, oh yeah, why not? You got to go. You got to got to bring Paul back in the name of. I believe this was the face dancers doing, but forgive me. This is where. But I just it's so funny. They make up Paul. They name him Paolo. Oh nice. I he's got a mustache and like you know he's got the poncho on. It's such a funny thing. Is at first I was like, why do they name him Paolo? They definitely did that for a plot reason, and it's very obvious. And not just like arbitrarily named him Paolo. No, it must he mean will something. Fight him because Paul will fight Paolo. In the oh, next yeah. And he needs to do something to separate so the two. Had, <laughs> yes. That's, uh, it seems like it, which is fucking so funny. He's like, let's name him something different for no reason. Let's name him <clears throat> Paolo. I'm sure I'm going to get a message from somebody of why they named him Paolo, but oh, come sure. On. Please, honestly, tell us why. But if also, but so that's the main thing that happens in Hunters of Dune. You just find all of this shit it's out. It's a shitload of setup. It's just like, I, I can see it's why they did that. All this information. So all of the things I just said to you are like the important facts that you learn th through all this plot setup yes. for the next book. So it, I didn't give you any plot really, right? Yes. And I generally just know there's a ton of shit going on with Golas, with um the you know the, this new sort of Bene Gesserit kind of entity, right? With yes. Marbella. But because there's that's a face really complicated. Ultra villain. That's like going at, they have like ultra face dancers now and they're all oh, yes. over the place. Well, because that's the one thing I, I did want to say is that through Heretics and Chapter House, the face dancers can get people's memories by turning into you. So when they turn into you, they can get your memories. So they're like infecting the human race like a virus. At yes, this point, that's right? cool. That's a very interesting. Right. Idea. Like they're just all up in the human race. We don't even realize how bad it is until the very end when the most deus ex machina shit happens in Sandworms of Doom. All right. The first thing I wrote was in all caps, Waterworms. See, that's cool as fuck. So they engineer worms to be able to exist in water if you see the cover of sandworms doing the first i was like what the fuck because it was a giant sandworm in like a just massive well, sea i actually and bet I you like, that he based that upon the the uh theoretical idea which they they think that there might be giant worms that live in the methane oceans on saturn's moons oh that is like this idea that oh, they have said creepy. that they think the one thing that could live there That's and they're terrifying they're the right size the right they're it's the planet's the right size it's the right distance from the sun and they think that that's the one thing that could live there right. and that what if they're psychic and what if they're the ones sending the fucking orbs to look at us, bro? Awesome. Fucking yeah, bro. That'd suck my cool fucking shit. dick. I fucking think about that dick. the other day, man. Whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. We ruined our whole relationship. <laughs> yeah, I feel dirty, man. Um, never ask me to do that again, bro. But yeah, man, the worms on Saturn, they're the ones sending the orbs That's just awesome. to see what our planes are like. I dude. fucking love that. Uh, so also these water worms, bro, they got the ultra spice dog. Okay, That's right. Dude, I love uh, Mountain Dew. Ultra spice is my favorite. The cinnamon <laughs> mold of fucking Mountain Dew, dude. So it's just this extra fucking spice. It's like fucking cool. mind blowing spice. Sick, dude. Um, I did think that thinking machine plague was a cool turn. So it the, is. The biological thing you were talking about before, I believe, is just that obviously like that makes sense that a robot would use biological warfare because it wouldn't affect because it wouldn't fuck with them they're just going to planets and spreading these like viruses huge around. diseases yeah like actual virus not like the face dancer virus i was referring to before like an actual disease yes because the like, automatrix that's technically what they're running from they're is a going, disease they're going around and like wiping planets out with this disease that obviously wouldn't affect them because dope. they are robots from the butlerian jihad fucking dope uh, Waff rejoices as he is consumed by a sandworm. I forget who Waff is. Ah, but I just yes. Love oh no, because how did he get back? 
I don't know, but he's back. Whoa, Twyla oh, Bluff's oh, back. Oh, everybody's back, by the way. Oh, yeah. They, Gola, I remember those, it's all babies. This is what we were saying. Yeah, I yeah. remember first reading this description. And I realized like, oh, fuck, it turns into Dune Muppet babies yes. at the very end of this Dude, whole thing. everybody's back. Fucking Lido 2, Paul, Paolo. Paul's back twice. That's fucking Jessica, sweet, though. I'm cool back. with that. But no, Twilight Waff is the former, like, the the head of the Tleilaxu who believed that Leto 2 was just a messenger and that the that there's some hidden creator god behind all of this. So I love the idea of someone being, like, elated to be consumed by a sandworm. And the main thing was is because they've been hiding in secret, bro. Yep. They've been deep underground. They thought they were all wiped out, but they were just fucking went deep down. Where? They just went fucking deep. They just went into hibernation. What planet? And I, I gotta don't even figure, I gotta yeah, get out you gotta read book. it. Yeah. I have to read these books now. You're yeah, actually yeah. exciting me about this. And then they make Paolo fight Paul to the death, and there's all shenanigans with that. Cool, I just think cool, it's cool. amazing. Who wins? I for I think Paolo, I think, actually might win. What um, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, Lido 2 Superworm. That's right. Seven worms suck. Lido 2, yeah, once I'll, he's done doing his thing, he's like, I'm I into this. He's like, I have to go back to the dream now. Seven worms come out of the desert, wrap him up in a giant superworm. I'm going to read like all a, of this. And then goes back down into the desert for an unknown amount of time or cool, whatever. Right? Cool, we don't even cool. know. He's just done. He's over. Uh, and then this ridiculous Deus Ex Machina thing happens. Erasmus. At the very end, I guess he decides to be good or whatever. He ends up just going like the face dancers are like, well, now that you me is there's been, been this big war between the robots and the humans. So they're sure, both sure, kind of sure, weakened sure, sure, by sure, that. Sure. Right. So in any army situation, when two armies are weak and a third army can be like, I'll fucking take over the whole bullshit. Now. I, I do that in civilization right? every single time. The whole point is you wait till two people are warring and then, and then you, you go is you take the one that's yeah. fighting hardest. Yeah. And then the other dude's all depleted. Then you take them. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. <laughs> and then, it's fucking sweet. Bro. At least they try to do that and then Erasmus is like actually I have a switch in my mind that if I flip it all the face dancers get wiped out as this like precaution I took oh yeah dude and what's interesting is that they get wiped the fuck out uh, all over the place in the most but in the most like bullshitty way I think possible I also think that it is interesting that that is the plot of the infinite gauntlet series ah. that came out in the 90s with the idea of because that's what what's his butts Avengers whatever that movie was because when he Ultron. does when he does oh, the snap oh, the Thanos snap yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly that which yes. is really interesting but that's why I, I'm not going to say that the he stole that or whatever it doesn't matter it's no. just interesting to have I that kind of day as a smokina style like and that he ends old, everything and it's very undune I feel like except for maybe the first book to have this ultimate well, bad guy chapter this. house has a uh, ch- what's nice about the Frank there's Herbert always, Dunes is always a subtle. big villain in every there book. There is, but, but in th- there's more of a big baddie in Heretics, but it's more about in Chapter House, you get to know the big baddie. Yeah. So you actually get to know more about them and you kind of, and then the whole purpose of it is to join them all together because yeah. it's the only way we're all going to make it is if we all join as one. And then at the very end, you have a bunch of like denouement going on, but I cool. will just say I wrote, aw, Jessica and Lita one get back together again. Spoiler. In parentheses though, but he's in a tank and he's 10, so it's weird. But she's just looking at him. She's like, I can't wait for you to get your memories back and your cock back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Essentially. And she's just waiting for him to be her. Ooh, it's like Mary Kay Latorno when she very like, looked upsetting. at the, Just being like, oh, I can, yeah, I can start very, fucking like, him Woody now. Allen bullshit. The thing yeah, is, yeah, I can yeah. start fucking him now because I know later on he'll be a hot man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I didn't write down, but I still, it stuck in my brain, was just that Paul and Chani back together at the end and Paul's just like I've loved you for thousands of years that's huge well that is probably I can imagine that there were things so again love conquering all love conquers all and I imagine that those were directly in the notes kind of the way people talk about how George R.R. Martin 
the stories that ended up at the end of the Game of Thrones series are probably how the books are going to end. Generally, too. kind of going to. Well, maybe now he might just change the whole thing because of the way it all. He ain't writing shit. I mean, if he, yeah, he's not. He's going to fucking write. die yeah, before yeah, he no writes way. that shit. They he already, he's care. already signed up for like three projects for yeah, HBO. He ain't he's doing done. dick. He's done. But I do think it's it's the same thing. Where I imagine he probably because he loves Baby Golas. So I know that that's Frank Herbert. That reeks of Frank Herbert. Right. The, but that's the uh, other thing too, though. Is that's why I brought up the Dragon Ball thing. Because I'm like, literally in this final book, they just. Fuck it, say fuck it. Everyone's brought back. You got to end it <laughs> because also it's the fractal nature. Yeah, he wants to bring it all back, back. to the so very kind beginning. Of did do the thing you said it was going to do. I just think that if, it, and I have to honestly, I feel like I maybe I don't even have the right to say this. I think they could have found a way to simplify a lot of things. We'll find out. Well, and we're going to wait. Book. You're going to wait, Holden, because yeah. you're going to be reading yeah. those little booky wooks Can't for wait. our thirteenth episode I'm at the excited. end of the year. Yeah, you better be, because we're going to be reading those, and we'll go into a little bit more detail on those. You're going to be so fucking happy. We'll take a you? break first. Though. We'll take a look break. at the smile he has. <laughs> He's so excited to be back in. So uh, in this episode, uh, I think we're going to close our final episode. Will be about all the other media, the but films, that's what, the well, TV that's shows. Not, that's definitely what we're doing next well, week. Yeah. We're going to cover the. Uh, we're going to talk about the miniseries just to kind of watch it because it's just going to be fun for us to watch it together. I might even set up a, a microphone while we watch sure. it so we can directly yeah. react to it because that'll be fun. Right. I also and then, then we just release that as episode thirteen, and we don't make ourselves read those other books. I think that's a great idea oh no we're not reading those books for episode 12 are we reading for episode 13 mm -hmm. though we might have to torture ourselves just to see just so that we can enjoy a movie a little bit more <laughs> by reading two books before watching a movie uh so the only other thing i wanted to cover is just the other media concerning books uh and just go over what else there is for you to explore and because i honestly think that this I, is more I, I for y'all yeah to i was go very run with this. i was very unclear on just how much shit is out there it's kind of prolific and insane i want to say that there's 17 books you but guys that's what's so cool about this is that if you like dune there's so yeah, much more dune like for you 14. and normally i am not a an expanded universe person. Yeah. But I'm actually very interested in this. I just wonder what comes from the actual notes of Frank Herbert and what do they come up with? Yeah. Because, you know, the world of Dune is so rich. It's so huge. And is Kevin J. Anderson, uh, forgive me if I'm asking you a question, you don't know the answer to, is Kevin J. Anderson just like this super Dune lover that got I think involved. he's just a writing he's just Brian Herbert's writing partner okay. I think that Brian Herbert was trying to get into the author shit and Kevin J. Anderson was more experienced and helped him write books got it because writing books apparently is very difficult so difficult as as evidenced by the difference between uh, what Herbert did and what uh, Frank did and what yes. Brian did uh, alright so here we go these are the other books if you needed more it's all prequel stuff uh, everything, uh, it's nothing after the events of what I just talked about. It's all before. Here we go. Prelude to So Dune. this is all prequel. All prequels, I believe. Yes, this is all prequels, but some of it exists like in between books in the series. So, but it's all right. still referred, That actually would be pretty sweet. I'd read some of the between to, ones. It's referred to as a prequel though, um, even those books. So the first one is the uh, Prelude to Dune trilogy. This includes Dune House Atreides, Dune House Harkonnen, and Dune House Carino. And this just gives you the backstory of a lot of characters for decades before the events of the first book um, exploring cool. the three royal houses. All right, I'll read. I'm definitely, that sounds very interesting. That's all just the lead up of how The Legends of Dune to. 1 with the prequel trilogy. This takes place over 10,000 years before 
right. the first book, which I think that's sweet. And yes. then you can really get into this the Butlerian the, Jihad. By the way, this is the Clone Wars. Yeah, with yes. the Butlerian Jihad, yes, the Machine yes, Crusade, yes. and the Battle of Corinth. And this Battle is the, of Corinth, that's probably the dude that you were talking about. Yes, yeah. And this, so that is the that is literally the Star Wars prequels. Yes. And, uh, then, and yes. Heroes of Dune, this is supposed to be four books, but right now they were did two of them, and then they were like, psych, we're actually going to work on a different trilogy for a little while and come back to this. But either way, this tells the stories. This is what I was saying, tells the stories between the books in the original trilogy. So you have Paul of Dune and the Winds of Dune. I think that can sit, that's more, Ass of Dune. That's more like after Dune, before Dune Messiah, after Dune Messiah, before Children. Like it's I all that to, kind of stuff. Honestly, and, what I'm hoping right now is that don't take a shot every single time we've said the word Dune <laughs> um, in this episode, which has been quite a bit. And the so hear, many more the, times we're going to say it because just reading out the, the great names schools of, of Dune, which also sounds interesting because I would love to know more about the Sisterhood of yes. Dune, which is about BG. I actually have read chunks of Mentats of Dune, which is fascinating to go into the history of Mentats because it was started by a thinking machine. And the navigators really will probably be space skilled, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's just, just all doing the a lot of that, a lot of twitchings after the Butlerian Jihad. So yes. after we get these Star Wars prequels with the Legends of Dune, we then move into Great Schools of Dune and we just see how essentially like they were all, how they came out of the Butlerian Jihad and then how they built themselves up from that point cool. to kind of where we get. Cool, okay. Uh, and then you have the Caladan trilogy and that is That's the, the- That sounds like the sleepiest one. Yeah, that is Because Caladan is the one where it's like, oh, it's too nice here to be entertaining. Yeah, it, it's, it's, but I'm really, excited. it's Leto One's story more so and how he came into That's prominence boy, though. in the eyes of the Emperor. It's like how he got into the Emperor's pocket, how he like proved himself. Oh, to get yeah, to the point. how he was the fucking coolest yeah. fucking uh, straight up lone doldger. Also, also from Heroes of Dune, that other I was saying exists in between the books. There are two more books expected that I think you might be curious about at the very least. The Throne of Dune and Leto of Dune, which I believe are more like God Emperor kind of centered maybe Ooh. like i think those might take place like before god emperor happens but like in that big yes. span of time. uh but either way those that is one two three four five prequel th four of them are prequel trilogies to one of them is a prequel tetralogy because there's supposed to be four of them. I'm excited. I'll read some of these. It's ridiculous. I, I can't. I, I thought it was a prequel trilogy. Maybe two. No, dude. This is absurd. <laughs> this amount it's of huge. work is so crazy. Um, And I mean, I don't know. I didn't see a ton of like super favorable reviews. No, I'm going gonna, gonna to go through some of this shit. I'm excited. fill in some gaps. It might be really interesting. And again, I think it's just great for anybody who loves a universe so much to, to, to have- To be in it for forever. Wealth. Like if you really want to stay in it, because, there's oh, so much stuff. And honestly, because this whole series was just supposed to cover a little bit of just Frank Herbert's Dune. And I'm just glad that we got to spend as much time with old Frankie as we've gotten. Uh, for sure. Also, shout out to the graphic novels. Uh, I've, I've heard they're fantastic. I've checked out a little bit of them. They look awesome. The Art looks great. There's a three-part graphic novel adaptation of Dune on the way. I believe the first part is already out. I think the other two are on the way. That is also Yeah, those Brian graphic Herbert. novels look fucking sweet. That's Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson. Then there's also, I mentioned Dune House Atreides, which was in the first prequel trilogy Prelude to Dune, which uh, will be a 12-issue comic, and there's already six issues of that out. And again, Yes, and there the we, we really covered good. that when we did a Patreon interview with Brian Herbert, awesome. and I'm very excited for those comic those books. Those look but awesome, and um, I think that, honestly, I kind of wish they would go back and give that treatment to all of these trilogies, because I think that would be a way more enjoyable way to, like, ingest to. all of this material. Pitch rather it to, than they reading. will make that. They Honestly, will absolutely, so I hope they keep going because that was just the first of the first trilogy prequels. So I'm hoping 
they continue that because I would way rather, I want to actually check all this stuff out. I think there's probably a bunch of interesting stuff in here. Yes. But I don't think I can read 14 books. Just give up your wife. <laughs> give up your whole life. Just, 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 reading just, just dive things. into it. I need to read no, books how dare on you? how to raise a baby and how I'm reading fucking, about sandworm. Uh, how to raise a baby. Um, train them. Pranu Bindu, bro. That's exactly how you do it. Um, well, guys, we did it. We made it to the end of the books. Next week, we will be covering the, the media a little bit. And then our little foray into the sands of Arrakis mm -hmm. will be over. Except for it's not just like how Dune just keeps happening. You're making me come back and do another episode. You're going to be a little baby version of you when I bring you back. And everyone's <laughs> yes. going to love it. Uh, make sure you listen to all of the other shows on LPN. You got Last Podcast in oh the Lab. Where's the Bruiser? The other one. You got the other one. You got Abel and Katsop. Fraudsters. Page seven. Fraudsters. Someplace, someplace underneath. underneath. No dogs in space. The story must be told. Page seven. Page seven. Pop history. We did it. We nailed it. We got it. Guys, now for another selection from Dune Theater. We now join Brian Herbert in his home as he attempts to finish the final novel in the Dune series, Sandworms of Dune. And that's when Paul turns to Chani and says, I love you, Chani. I've loved you for a million years, and I'll love you for a million more. The end of Dune. Whoa. What's that sound? Oh, 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 oh. Is that the pizza I ordered? Is the pizza delivery man pleasuring himself outside my house right now? Is that oh, what's happening? Oh, 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 Brian. It's me, your father. Daddy. I missed you so much, Daddy. No. Well, now I'm in heaven. And by heaven, I mean I am in nothing. Are you here to tell me you love me one last time? No. I saw you were finishing my life's work, and I wanted to come here and help you not shit the bed on it. But your notes, I'm just writing what you had in them. Yeah, yes, yeah, but fuck all that noise. I was high when I wrote all those notes. Give the people what they want, and that's tits. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Big, veiny tits holding guns. Big floppers. Just do a line drawing of them. Just, oh, with stink lines coming up. Why are they stinky? Stinky breasts. <laughs> Stinky, sweaty breasts. Just a whole bunch of them. And, the, and listen, the final line should be thus. Chinese chicken. What? Ch -ch Chinese chicken. Like from the Bare Naked Lady song. Ch -ch 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 Chinese chicken. It'll be hilarious. Wait a second. Who's hiding under that white sheet? My brother, Bruce, are you trying to destroy our father's legacy? Yeah. Where you been all these years? Just being Batman. Whoa, mm -hmm. I forgot Batman was real in this sketch. Yep, I gotta go fight the Riddler right now. The Riddler, that's awesome. And here's some free weed. Dog, that's the best. We gotta hang out more often. Nah, man, his father chose you over me. So you don't get to be a part of Batman's life. All right, well, catch you later. Bye. Bye, buddy. And that's the end of Dune.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.